Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Nick Augustine here with attorney Mark Scroggins of Scroggins Family Law in Dallas, serving Dallas, Collin, and Denton counties. This is a Scroggins Family Law podcast series featuring news and information in Texas divorce and family law. Today we're talking about possession and access schedules in Texas. A brief outline of what Mark's going to talk about. We'll just talk about possession and access, uh, what that is, how that is, what we call it here in Texas as opposed to custody and visitation in most places. We'll talk about parenting plans. We'll talk about the Texas Family Code and the standard possession or access order for children above or below the age of three. We'll also talk about creative possession schedules that deviate from the standard possession order. Of course, there are times that we need to enforce or modify the possession and access order on parenting plans, so Mark will talk about those as well. Mark Scroggins is board certified in family law, and he's an aggressive and experienced trial attorney practicing in Dallas, Collin, and Denton counties. Of course, this is a general information program. Program is not legal advice. Let's say hello to Mark Scroggins. Hey, Nick. How you doing? I'm doing well this morning, and uh, guess what? All the kids are home for summer. This is true, including, uh, yes, mine coming home from, uh, from college at UT. Very exciting. Yes. You know, one of the things that we think about in the summertime is, as parents, um, you know, a lot of my friends tell me that, you know, as their kids are getting older, uh, things in the summertime, you know, moms used to say, I can't wait till summer's here, you know, because the kids are out of school and it was all, it ran like clockwork. Right. And now with, you know, changes and things going on and different, you know, the kids are going to summer camp. People's lives are changing, so what worked out when the kiddos were four and seven is now different when they're, uh, you know, teenagers. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, things change, and I mean, that's a good thing about, you know, with the, with the code is that, you know, family lawyers and uh, specifically the legislature then, you know, understand that what was signed, a possession schedule that was signed when, when the kids are five years old is not necessarily what you're going to need when the kids are 15, 16, 17 years old. You know, a lot of the time, uh, you know, I can tell you, I was divorced when, when my daughter was five. And luckily, my ex-wife and I did a good job of co-parenting. So, you know, as she got older and her needs changed, we were able to just, uh, you know, reach our own agreements and do stuff. We didn't have to go back to court to do it. However, we are the exception rather than the rule in that. And there are an awful lot of people that, you know, if someone says blue, the other says red. So they need to go back and be able to get something that's in place because uh, there are just no agreements. You know, the, the acrimony is too high, and they haven't been able to get past that. And that is basically this uh, 30 minutes in a nutshell. Right. Um, so let's start from the beginning where, and this is also relevant to people who may have had their divorce and family law uh, issues originally handled in another state. Um, most places call it custody and visitation. Here in Texas, we have possession and access. Right. Well, and here, here's the thing, okay? In any child custody case, you have two different pieces. You have conservatorship and you have possession and access. And I think a lot of the time people 
confuse custody and conservatorship. Mm -hmm. Conservatorship is dealing with the rights and duties that a specific parent has regarding child-rearing decisions. He's going to make decisions about invasive medical procedures or dental or orthodontist or uh, are there psychological or psychiatric needs. He's going to make decisions about education, you know, things of that sort. That all falls under the realm of conservatorship, okay? And then you have possession and access, which is what people think of as visitation. And you know what? That is what that is. That's exactly what that is. Possession and access is just when you've got the kiddos. So, uh, and there are lots of different ways that that can be done. Uh, you know, the, in Texas, the presumption is the starting place is a standard possession order. Now, there's a standard possession order. There's an expanded standard possession order. You know, most of the time it's up to the person who receives that possession schedule to make the election, although the court can make a determination that, no, 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 we're not going to have an expanded expanded possession schedule. And now also, with everybody working such, such jacked up hours or people that are – I think of uh, people that work out in the oil fields, okay, or cops or firefighters or uh, airline pilot or airline stewardess or people like that that work these jacked up schedules. How do we go about accommodating them? And so, you know, it, this is not a one size fits all type of situation. We got to be able to, you know, maneuver around a little bit and figure out what's going to work best. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, uh, when we're talking about, so again, the parenting plans that we're talking about, possession and access, is we fall back on that if we can't otherwise work around that. I think that's one thing people get confused about when we, they go through a family law matter because there are certain other things uh, that they experience in a divorce and family law situation where you need to go and stick by the rule. Well, that's right. I mean, but one of the first things that you see in a parenting plan is that, you know, it basically says if the parties don't have a, you know, have another agreement. Okay, mm -hmm. so so you can you know you can reach any kind of an agreement that you want with the other party. You just better make sure that y'all are actually on the same page. There are certain things that uh, you know you can get in trouble for if uh, you know if you're not abiding by uh, abiding by the possession schedule or other parts of the uh, the parenting plan in the order. So. The real question is going to be, are you and your former spouse or you and the child's other parent, are y'all on the same page? Because that's going to determine, that trust level is going to determine uh, how, you're, you know, how you're handling some things. Speaking from the standpoint of a board-certified family lawyer, my suggestion would be get everything in writing. If you have... Um, you know, uh, let's say that instead of doing, you have a 30-day possession during the summer and y'all just agreed that, you know, the month of July is when you're, you're going to do that because you didn't provide notice on April 1st, okay? But then y'all decide, you know what would work a lot better? Why don't we just do week on, week off during the summer, okay? Get that in writing, okay? It doesn't mean that y'all have to do some formal document that has to be filed with the court. It just means have some email communication, have some text communication. I would rather have email, frankly, than text. Uh, but have email communication where you're saying, you know, we've agreed that what we're going to do is X. And the other person comes back and says, that's right. I'm completely in agreement with that. So if someone then decides to start acting like an ass, you've got something that you can fall back on that no judge is going to, you know, hold them in contempt for, which otherwise, if, the, if it becomes a he said, she said, mm -hmm. 
No, we never agreed to that. And I went over to pick up my child for this period of time, and I was denied access. You know, at the very least, you're going to have to go hire a lawyer to defend that. And that's, you know, if you get anybody that's, you know, worth their salt, that is not a, that is not a cheap proposition. You know, the he said, she said, and proving what actually happened in the world is something, again, as you highlighted, that looks like it's all going along a good path until there's bumps in the road. Um, what do you think about, and do you have a plug for the Our Family Wizard program? A lot of people really like it because it alleviates a lot of these concerns. Uh, I am a fan of Our Family Wizard. I've had clients who have bitched and moaned about using it. Um, I even had someone, you know, I've even had some complain about the expense, which is laughable. It's $100 a year, right. you know, approximately. It might have changed a little bit. Um, but it's a great process because you've got a calendar where, you know, if you find out that little Billy has a, uh, has a baseball game on June 9th at 3 p.m., you put it in there, and that notification requirement that you have is done. If, you know, little Susie has a doctor's appointment on June 3rd or June 4th, you put that in there, you know, and you send something. And then same thing with emails and texts and expenses and all that. And so it's all documented. So everything is, it's right there. And you know that both sides have the ability to share that with their attorneys mm -hmm. and the uh and the judge can get access to it too so it's real it's real clear uh it's either in there or it's not <laughs> the way the thing i like about it is you know to the extent you're ex talking back and forth about you know who you know let's deviate from our plan because we're going on vacation i'm taking my kid to washington dc or new york or whatever you know let's switch this up when we do it in our family wizard Instead of having email, because I have friends, a friend of mine says, I don't want to do this thing. Why can't I just email her? I said, because there's times that people are emailing back and forth, and instead of your, your email starts out, hey, let's switch these weeks. By the way, this other thing, this other thing, and blah, 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 blah. And it's, it opens the door to a punching fest. And if you know that the judges and the family law attorneys and everyone can see it, people are more likely to just stick to the topic. That is, uh, I, I think that is generally correct. Uh, yeah. Although I'm never, you know, never ceases to amaze me that people just still don't think sometimes when they press send. But I think it, I think it works out better right. in that regard. Also, generally, when you've got our family wizard, you've got uh, a provision in the decree that says, uh, or in the order that says that all communication is going to happen through there, with the exception of an emergency. So, so you're covered by just putting your stuff in there and then you've got you know it even shows when it was when it was reviewed so if you're running into a problem and i've had this happen before where people are posting they're you know doing their uh communication through there but the other the other side is just you know refusing to access it well we've been able to go back to court and just require that they have to well add in a requirement that you've got to check OFW at least on a 20, once every 24 hours. Right. So. so there's all sorts of things and plans and systems that we can all put into place so that everyone plays well, and it'll work. But the thing that always seems to be the wrinkle, like a, like a bulldozer coming into the picture, is the new boyfriend, girlfriend, or spouse. Right. And what worked before, now there's, I mean, what I see sometimes is where, um, one party will, you know, get a new girlfriend or boyfriend, and all of a sudden when the, you know, exchange was going really well with the kids, now there's, you know, that person with the new relationship 
is actually trying to spend less time and put the kids more off with, you know, the other parent. Yeah, I mean, you run into a whole bunch of different things. I mean, I've seen I've seen it happen that way where all of a sudden uh, one person isn't spending as much time because they're dealing with their latest infatuation. I've also seen uh, where you get a step parent that is really the catalyst for a lot of the problems because they're the ones stirring the pot. You know, they're back there in the background. You don't have to put up with that kind Absolutely of crap. That's right. ridiculous. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. You know, we had, <laughs> I can tell you that I just got done. Well, we're waiting for the final order to be signed. But we just got done on a case with a modification related to the new step parent and her being able to pick up and her being able to be more involved and all of this stuff gets resolved. And then guess what? She turns around and left this jackass. And so, I mean, it is a perfect example. I had another case in Denton County not not too terribly long ago, probably about five years, where um, I represented mom and dad and stepmother got popped for 50000 in attorney's fees on everything, and the court specifically addressed stepmom and said, you are the problem here. You have been stirring the pot. I'm not going to let you have any uh, unfettered access to these kids. I don't want you texting them. I don't want you calling them. Right. Uh, you know, dad needs to always be there because you have been the one who is creating these issues. And I don't know what that is. You know, it's, I think it's difficult for anyone taking the position of a step parent, but if you're going to do that, you better make sure you got your shit together. Excuse my French, but I mean, this is kind of ridiculous. If you go in there and then you're going to stir the pot and you're going to try to take the position of mom or take the position of dad, you need to, you know, as much as I, I hate to quote LeVar Ball, you need to stay in your lane. Right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so. All right. So we're talking about, again, possession and access in Texas. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, well, I suppose real quick, um, the standard possession and the expanded, if we could talk a little bit more about what that means sure. and, and how there's provisions for the standard for kids three and under, and then when they're older than three, there's a bit of a change. Right. Well, and I mean, you let's start with the standard possession order, okay? A standard possession order is every Thursday during the school years from 6 to 8 p.m., every first, third, and fifth weekend during the school, well, year-round, from 6 p.m. on Friday to 6 p.m. on Sunday. You have an alternating holiday schedule, which means one year you've got Thanksgiving, the next year your baby mama does. First time you've got, uh, one year you've got the first part of Christmas, second year you've got the second part of Christmas. You're swapping spring breaks. And then there's a 30-day 30, 30 period during the summer where the other parent can exercise uh, one weekend during that during that time to break it up, or it can be broken up into a couple of periods. So that is a standard possession uh, schedule. An expanded standard possession schedule is instead of Thursdays from 6 to 8 during the school year, it is from the time school is released, returned to school on the following day, Friday morning, and then it would be exercising possession on Friday at the time school's out, returned uh, and most of the time, people do it return to school Monday morning. A lot of the time, actually, it's it's now Sunday at 6, but uh, it can be Monday morning, and that's what is primarily done. So that's basically what you're talking about is changing the time of the exchange, and it's providing some additional overnights. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that is what most people have. That is what most people have. 
and then they you know they deviate from it as as necessary as to what works with the kids if they can do any kind of co-parenting now we talk about now there is stuff for children under three okay what there is now for children under three with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 